This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're live from Surprise, Arizona, courtesy of Sonic, bringing you that Texas Rangers spring training, also helping us get to cover the world champions, on-time experts, Best Buy, Windows, and Siding. Thank you very much to our sponsors for making this trip happen. Now, mm. we've got a couple of interesting couple of interesting things developing. We're going to have John Gray on in probably about 30 minutes, give or take. Uh, I also want to talk to you guys about the art of developing a pitch. And we have Stephen Jones saying stuff that, Corey, you let me know, is probably likely to infuriate more than illuminate, unless I have misconstrued your statement. Yeah, you, you know, Kevin, and we can we can play the audio and listen to it. It just feels like I want somebody to come out and be like, look, man, here's the plan. We have a plan in action, and then we're going to execute it this way. Watch what we do. And it felt like, okay. like, didn't it feel like Chris Young said that? Yes. And, and then, yes. And then here we are, yes. uh, defending World Series titles, and it just doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like their plan is as proactive as it should be. There's a lot of hey, we'll just you know see how it goes kind of stuff, and I don't like that right now. Okay, I did not get a chance. I know you heard the audio. I didn't get a chance to hear the audio over the break, Alec. If you could fire off. Stephen Jones lighting the Cowboys fan base on fire. I've never known Jerry not to be all in in any given year. But uh, uh, hold on, stop uh, it right there, it. Alec. You just rolled your eyes. I, I rolled my eyes as soon as I heard that too, and he said it with a smile on his face. Look, and so I think he's saying it, Kevin, as look, you guys know what where Jerry is on this. He's he's always all in on in that mindset. And here's. Here's the reason why I hate this. I, I, I promise we. I promise we have a lot more baseball coming for you. I, I promise because baseball is making me significantly happier than this. It's Texas is. Rangers baseball in the home of the Rangers. Uh, the thing that bothers me about that is that shows you right there, and that's fine because at least now maybe I don't have to set unrealistic expectations. That statement right there immediately lets me know that the Cowboys and I do not have the same definition of all-in. We talked about this after 2016, Mm -hmm. all right? 2016, what did you learn? Holy crap, Zeke is good, and holy crap, Dak is good. All right, so guess what? You have a window of four years, and you just use one of them. Obviously, we were all stoked after 2016. But you just use one of them. You have three years where you're paying your quarterback per the salary cap nothing, nothing, nothing. That's when – we talked about it in 17. I realized there were some other concerns. 2018, 2019. That's when I would have pushed all in because you were paying Dak nothing. And then the Cowboys could not decide if they thought Dak was the franchise or not. And that's why they waited to give him an extension at a time when if you would have given an extension earlier, you could have flattened some of that money out across the cap instead of franchise wait, franchise wait. And now it feels like they're going to extend Dak Mm -hmm. because – they pushed all the money down the road, and the salary cap number is too high, and he only has a year left. The reason why I hate the very beginning of that statement is I fundamentally disagree 
with the Cowboys saying they go all in every year because whenever we have conversations with Steven, he always says, don't forget you can roll over your salary cap money. If I tell you I'm investing every dollar I have in a business, I'm not going to therefore add. And then don't forget that $20,000 I kept in the bank, I could use that for later. That Then then you're not investing every dollar you have. Yep. And I, 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 I know it was like five seconds. I hate that statement right there because I don't agree with that at all. All right, let's uh, pick that up, Alec, where we were. I've never known Jerry not to be all in in any given year, but uh, uh, you know, you, you know, certainly, uh, you know, we've got a great, I think, a great team put together. Uh, you know, I think, you know, the last three years uh, won a lot of football games. I think uh, 36, and uh, you know, certainly, uh, where we have to improve is the postseason. You know, we're going to get the right kind of guys who step up and make big plays in the postseason. And, uh, it's been a challenge in terms of our success there, and uh, that's where we have to improve. All right. Uh, look, I didn't hear the whole interview. I don't know what all questions he was taking. My immediate follow-up question to that would be, Dak and Micah in the regular season have shown that they can unquestionably play great. Do you believe they are the kind of players that can step up big in the playoffs? And if so, Tell me why that is. And, and well, there's no way they're not going to say no. Agree. But, I mean, to if you were to say, well, if you were to be honest with your team, that's another part of you have to be very honest with yourself about your team. And so far, I just have not seen that. So i got to go find more guys that can, or I have to move on from the guys that can't and say that at that's time. We, you know, we wish you the best. Uh, we have a, a different future that we're looking at here. And that's where I think the Cowboys are, you know, they look at their cap and they look at that situation more and they're like, well, this is what matters whenever you're like, but you can effectively just bite the bullet on it and move on to something else. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't work out, but don't you feel like your scouting department, what you built is pretty good? Uh, yes. Now, if, if maybe your scouting department's telling you, no, the quarterback's fine. Quarterback's not the problem. Uh, Mike is not the problem. We, we still have to continue building around that. Uh, it's, it's just I, I, I've seen a lot of it, and the same result continues to happen. What's going to be different? And from the two zero one, if we're if we're going all the way back, and I, I do want to move the conversation forward, but I, the the last thing I just want to th- throw out about this: How do we know it wasn't Dak and his agent not doing the extension earlier than that final year? If you're saying right now. I hear you, but I think that's why the Cowboys are doing it. If you're saying in the past, we know because we know what the number was, and then the Cowboys turned it down, and then they eventually ended up paying Dak more. Is look, I, I don't, I don't know what to say because I love the Cowboys and I want them to be awesome, but that number is agitating, even right down to the. And this is just my opinion where he pretended to kind of have to guess at how many games they won. No, he, he knew. Yeah. Oh, I think we won 36. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. How many playoff wins in that time? And that's and that, and that line right there is, haven't you enjoyed those 36 wins? Yeah. Like, again, remember, like, that's, that's Stephen Jones saying, look, we've won 30. We've, we're a good football team. He is right. They're good. They're a good football Agreed. team. That is not – if anybody's out there and they're like, they're S, they're trash, they're not. They're a I good agree. football team. Agreed. They're not, they're not a true contender if they aren't better, though. And, th- and they, can't, they have places they need to be better. They had huge holes in their defense last year that they never replaced, never fixed. And that's where, that's where my biggest problem was. They're like, no, nah, we'll be fine. Dan Quinn will figure it out. 
and then he didn't. And then he was he was like, man, I don't know what I can do with this anymore. So that's where that's where I I I understand the the concept of we are a good football team in the regular season, uh, but they have to find what it, they're saying. We're at the combine finding the players to make us better, and I'm not sure that that's the place either. And here here's my prediction for what's going to happen. Dak is going to get his extension. You you brought it up. Is Machoda brought up that Steven was like, that? that is a huge priority to us in the offseason. Here's how I believe it's going to go. Look, by no means do I think Dak should take a discount. What has this franchise shown you that you're going to make the right moves with whatever discounted money you gave them? So by no means do I think Dak is obligated to give a discount. Here's what's going to happen. His cap hit coming up in the next season is like, what, $59 million. And so they're going to restructure the contract. They're probably going to knock, I want to say it's like maybe $21 million off the cap hit. And they're going to be like, look how smart we are. Mm-hmm. We gave him a, let's just say five years, $300 million, just for simple math purposes. And maybe that's what he's going to get anyway. Five years, $300 million. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my gosh, $60 million. And then other people are going to swoop in and be like, no, 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 no. But they just dropped that cap hit from $59 million to $38 million. And then the year after that, the cap hit's only going to be $40 million. That's lower than all these quarterbacks. And I'm going to be like, great. But that's a higher cap hit than he's had the last several years, and you couldn't get the job done. And so you're going to run it out until the end of the line, except this time when you get to the end of the deal, you're not going to be able to extend him anymore because he's not going to play anymore. Assuming, you know, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But you're going to get to the end of the road, and you're going to have nowhere to push the rest of that money. And the last year of his contract is going to end up having like an $80 million cap hit. And... It's just you're, you're going to see the exact same thing all over again, but what's going to be pitched to you is, I know it looks like a lot of money, but we just dropped Dak's salary cap number by $21 million. So, Kevin, whenever it comes to – now, maybe they did drop that money and they use that and they go invest in, in players, all right? Maybe they do pull all these levers that we've discussed this year. Yes. Then you get to the playoffs and you have the same result. Now you're in a situation where you have the same quarterback for the next four years yep. and – you really have no options there unless unless they write something into the contract that gives them an out early. And I, I but, don't but, see but why Dak would go that. with that. You can't do that. I, I will tell you this, and I, people can hold me to this down the line. If that happens and you screw your salary cap for the next two years, but you really went all in and went for it, I will not crush them for the next years of the salary cap because I felt like, then I would feel like you did something different. I know it didn't work. But you tried something different, and now you're going to be kind of stuck for the next couple of years. But I would at least respect and appreciate we tried something different. And I guess the frustrating part as a me uh, is, it, look, man, if everything works out, me and you and Mike will be working together for a long time. And next right. football season, Mike will probably be sitting there going, I don't believe it. And I'm probably going to be sitting there going, man, I just want to believe it. You know, I want at some point, it maybe, but I can't say anything until playoffs. I have 17 games I have to sit yeah. through before I can go, man, all right, now's the chance for the Cowboys to sit, to shut everybody up. And even then, you're going to be nervous as hell, and right? I w- Just like I was nervous this year, and, and to the point where at, almost at halftime, at, when Dak threw that pick six, <laughs> I almost threw my phone out the window on my drive home. So, and, that, and that's frustrating to me because I'm sitting here looking at this beautiful baseball field, Kevin. Yeah. Knowing that I have a team that said they were going to do it, they did it. They did. And now we're relishing, we're living in 
a World Series championship defense title season. I've, I've been quiet this whole segment just because I get tired of talking about the Cowboys. But I will give them this. Almost every organization is doing the exact same thing. So here's the excuse for people that tell me I need to be nicer to Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, and those people are people that sometimes pay me, is that they're not doing anything different than what Minnesota does with Kirk Cousins. That's true. Or uh, I'm not – Jared Goff is different because he's only at $30 million, but I could see where Detroit at the end of the 2024 season goes, here's – about $300 million for Jared Goff because the risk is you could go into purgatory for quarterbacks yep. where you can't find a guy who's as good as Dak. But the thing is, is you're also saying, we know he's never going to win. Like, Dak's never going to win anything. Kurt Cousins is never going to win anything. Russell Wilson is never going to win anything if you pay them 50 million a year. Just as an aside, did you say – that he said he would like to get back to two more Super Bowls right. in the next he, five years. And you know years. what? Let's go. He can, but you don't do this. You, you shouldn't do this as a, as a person. I think Russell Wilson can win two more championships in the next five years. He just needs to go down to $10 million a year as a quarterback. Right. If he does that, if and Dak's looking for $300 million, and he's going to get it. Jerry's, Jerry's going to be like, I don't care, $300 million, whatever. Is if he went down to, Dak, I'll put it, if he went down to $30 million a year, that gives Will McClay the opportunity to put a championship team around him. At $50-plus million, you just can't because then you ask the quarterback to carry you. And Dak's not in the category of carrying teams. So it is what it is. The Cowboys are doing nothing different than most of the other organizations. They're just deciding we yeah. really don't care about winning a championship the next five years. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I know a lot of people were digging the football talk. Other people were like, I demand more baseball. Well, coming up next, we'll move into the expressway. Guess what? We will talk with David Davis Wenzel, and we will also have John Gray on the show. We got lots of Rangers coming at you next, live from Surprise on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We are live at Surprise in Arizona for the world champion Texas Rangers spring training brought to you by Sonic. Thank mm. you very, very much. So oh, so for good. that. <laughs> but also Sonic. for making it happen. All right. We got a lot happening over the next 30, 35 minutes. We're going to have John Gray up here in the booth with us. Also, we need to talk about potentially a developing situation on the Jordan Montgomery front, and could this flip some expectations on their head? But we also talked with Davis Wenzel this morning. I, I wanted to know, do you want to chat about Davis at all before we go into the interview, or do you want to just get into the interview? Because this feels like another person who he got drafted, he's been biding his time, and is it go time for him? Yeah, I think, uh, I think a lot of people don't know who he is. Uh, okay. Still, so maybe we need to revisit like what his situation is. Come out of coming out of Baylor, he was the competitive balance pick, used to be known as the sandwich round, in 2019, and he's an infielder. It's the same thing we kind of talked about with Foscue. Is you know Foscue second base, Wenzel shortstop. You're looking at two positions where you're like. No, yeah, we're pretty set for, like, the next six years. And, and Winslow so, played third at Baylor. Yes. Because they were co-players of the year. Josh Young and Davis Winslow. We took both. 
co-players of the year, and you took two third basemen. And you already see, obviously, Josh Young is not only here. He was a rookie of the year candidate before he got hurt, and now they won the World Series. So you just wonder, where are the particular positions for, we've talked about Foscu plenty, doing some work at first base, maybe DH. And now this morning, we talk with David Wenzel on the Blue Chew hot seat right here on The Fan. We got Davis Wenzel with us right now on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Wenzel is the proper, appropriate pronunciation, yeah, right? That's perfect. All right. If he said it wrong, do you think you'd just cut off the interview and be yeah, like, we're done? Just walk away, bro. I that's think that's okay. the right thing to do. Yeah. What about the fact that he's an Oklahoma guy and I'm an A&M person? Does oh, that yeah. change the complexion <laughs> of this interview at all? For sure. Yeah. I definitely can't give you guys a straight answer. Fair. Fair. Well, that's good, actually. I can start chanting and singing if you want. I don't know if that will make a difference. What's the appropriate? way to cork a bat I couldn't even tell you where to start okay good that's yeah. good see this is awesome. is that your intro Enjoying. question oh, okay. to all, all right. hitters uh, yeah all hitters and then pitchers it's uh, like what do you do whenever you're, the mound's getting charged so if you're at third base mm-hmm. and the mound's getting charged what's your what's your first move depends if, if a couple A&M or Oklahoma pitchers are out there I might let him stay out there to dry. So you're John probably Gr- losing, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, so if John Gray's on the hill, then you're just like, well, he's, he's got to deal with it a little bit. Now, I've actually never been a part of like a someone charging the mound or anything, so I guess I'd have to just go go with my gut reaction, see what happens. No Donnie Brooks in your in your in your day. All right. Uh, okay. All right. What's the? I'm really curious about the dynamic of this clubhouse because obviously you have Seeger and Simeon and the very entrenched veterans, but you, Josh Young. Foskey. Like, they're all kinds of really young positional and hitter players as well. Yeah. I don't know if hitter players is a phrase, but go with me. <laughs> it works. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, – I think that just speaks to the depth of this organization. Um, obviously, we have some of the, the best players in the game right now, but then we also have a ton of young talent, um, and there's no shortage of it. Like Josh and, and uh, even, like, Smitty and – Leody, just all other sure. young guys who are that just already feel like veterans, right? Feel like veterans just because they had. <clears throat> now they have playoff experience and guys who won World Series. Um, just speaks to the depth and the quality of this organization. How do you balance the mindset of coming in, which you no doubt would like a spot on opening day roster, or else what are we doing here? How do you balance that versus, hey, it might not be my time, or I still have to work on X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I think uh, the last couple of seasons have been a big like, training ground for me in that. Um, having injuries, not playing to the to my potential. Um, so last year was just a big year of trying to find myself again, and it felt like I had a good year to build on and find myself there. Um, and now this year, it's, it's a really long season, so you, you just have time and you, you realize that season drags on and you have time to prove yourself over. Was there a particular, I'm really curious by that phrasing, was there a particular moment or a particular stretch or skill set that you're like, that's it, when you talk about finding yourself? Yeah, I think uh, I had a pretty good spring last year and uh, I felt really good going into the season, but I still was kind of doing what other people wanted me to do. Not, not just the Rangers, but people outside the organization and uh, just had a point where beginning of the season just started off not well I was doing really bad and like it's like what is going on I know I'm a better hitter than this and um, so I ended up sitting down with our hitting coach and was just like look I know I'm better than this let's like 
I got to go back to what I know I can do, kind of back into college and in times that I know where I was hitting at my, my, my full potential and had that and started to just build on good day after good day, and that's when it started to work. Do you have, whether it's hitting coach, other baseball friends, family, or do you have like a group that you kind of go back, not necessarily to get baseball information, but just kind of like ease back on <clears throat> when you're having those struggles? Yeah, I think it, it's, I definitely do. It's nice to have people kind of outside the organization that you trust to to give you like a an outside view, you know, because we're all at the field every single day. It can get really like micro-focused. Yeah. Um, but if you have people outside the organization and that you can trust, it, they can give you a different perspective. And so I have a lot of people in this organization that I can trust and I definitely leaned on during that time. Um, but it was also nice to have some outside perspective. The, uh, I'm just kind of running this around a little bit. What is Boach? And here's my my reason. I asked him earlier, and he was like, I think he's like Yoda, you know? And I was like, I think he's like that neighbor that knows how to fix your car and always has a weed eater and just always has answers to questions. What's your, like, how do you look at as your manager? Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a ton of time around Boach, but the time I have had around him, he just seems like a consistent consistent dude you know and he seems like a guy that you want to be around he's a he's a baseball player you know and so you get that around a bunch of guys who want to who love baseball and you just get a guy who's consistently the same guy you're gonna get a success trickles down yeah, pretty well for sure clubhouse. for sure yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was really curious i was really hoping you'd say yoda and we just get into a star wars <laughs> conversation that would take a, like the next five minutes is you know nate Lowe last year talked about singular focus being improving his first base defense dane dunning tweaking some pitches same with john gray do you go into spring training having like a singular focus or do you have to say i have to cr- improve across the board i think everyone is trying to improve across the board i mean if you're to watch nate during last spring training he wasn't just out there taking ground balls and he was definitely taking a lot of swings so everyone's trying to definitely prove across the board uh improve across the board but everyone i think also a lot of guys have a singular focus where they maybe want to make the biggest jumps and and so for me like last year was finding myself getting back to the hitter i could be and this year is kind of building on that becoming a more complete hitter i had a lot of power and had a lot of good at bats but i had streaks where i still was a little inconsistent and so i want to be able to bridge that gap but become more of a complete hitter and and that that's kind of my big focus that's not to say it has to happen right here <clears throat> right now but do you view this and do you look at these guys and you think i belong here like i can be a part of a championship roster yeah i mean definitely it's definitely the first year i've been here where i, I feel more a part of of this team like you said it might not be uh it might not be opening day roster yeah. but it, i feel like i belong and i feel like i've earned it for the, one of the first times uh being here and so and getting to pick these guys' brains, like guys who just won a World Series or guys who had a lot of success, like getting to sit between Nate and Josh, uh, two really good hitters. I could I can talk shop with them a little bit and pick up even just little things. And it's crazy, those little things in baseball, how much they can really affect you. Outside of baseball, I'm sorry, outside of baseball, what do you guys like to talk about? I'm always fascinated by that as well. Oh, yeah, no, it, yeah. <laughs> Let me know. I'm here for that. Yeah, strictly Yoda. <laughs> uh, it, it really depends on the guy. Like, 
Uh, Nate, Nate loves to play golf, and so if we're outside, we might be talking about golf or Josh, you know. It just We've been together for the past three, four years, and so it, it can really just vary. And, you know, some guys have kids, and you talk about what your kids are up to. And so it's just, it really varies. It's That's why locker rooms are so fun. Everyone's a different person, and you, you can kind of have a different conversation with them. You have three kids. Yeah, I got three. There's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to handle, and none of them are at school right now. Yeah. Actually, one of them made it to school. Okay. The other two are, like, staying home. What's going on here? So, I only have two kids. Oh. <laughs> one of them, I swear this is true. One of them is one and a half, and the other one is nineteen. Do you think that is the appropriate gap to have children? Seventeen and a half years, give it's or take. Probably the perfect gap. See, yeah. you way, had them two or three years apart. It's dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> Anyone can do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go, Davis Wenzel. Anyone can have their kids two to three years apart. I really like that. The other, the other thing. I appreciated about talking with him is the honesty when it comes to the bad times and the struggles and everything like that. I thought he gave some really good, I thought he gave some really good insight there. And then I also appreciated the fact that he was like, maybe it's not right now, but I think I do belong with a championship team or I can contribute to a championship team. I think this is the point in a career when you are drafted out of college where you have to start showing I belong in the major leagues. Yeah. That's where we're at with Justin Foscue. Now, he was drafted in 2020 out of Mississippi State, but the Rangers are looking at that pick going, either he can or he can't at this point. There can still be improvement in a person's game in their mid-20s, but you have to start looking at it from Davis Wenzel, and he's realistic. He's, you know, riding those buses, you know, in in AA, AAA, and going, man, I got to – I gotta show somebody that I belong in the major leagues and that I can do it at the highest level. And he got a good signing bonus. Uh, I'm sure that there are the Rangers for one that want him to really be successful. They yes. invested a high pick in him. And then there could be other teams that look at the Rangers and like you said, hey, he can play short. Corey Seager's there. He can play third. All-star Josh Young is there, plus a few other backups like Ezekiel Duran who might be in his way so uh, maybe uh, if he gets off to a really good start you could see in June or July if the Rangers need a relief pitcher or the Rangers need a starting pitcher that you you up your value to a team that's not competitive in 2024 and you get your opportunity through a trade. Now you were just talking about the potential for a starting pitcher we're going to talk with one of those John Gray in just a few minutes but in the meantime Corey, I believe you have information via Mike's nemesis mm. about the – I have given up on Jordan Montgomery coming back here multiple times, but it does feel very Godfather-esque is like just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in, okay. and it feels like here we go again. All right, so this was a Q&A mailbag kind of thing. Hey, uh, what's going on with Jordan Montgomery? Is there any chance Cardinals sign Montgomery to a similar deal that like Scott Boris with the pillow contract uh, that they're t- talking about with Bellinger? I right, believe. he signed a three-year contract, and then there's an opt-out after every year of that three-year contract. All right, here's kind of uh, that would be fine. Here's what uh, Jim Bowden said, and Mike, I know you, how your feelings on that. No, hey, um, I got to forgive my transgressors. There you go. Uh, 
from what I'm hearing in conversations with Major League sources, it doesn't sound like Montgomery will accept a pillow contract like the one Bellinger signed. I'm told there are multiple teams that would give Montgomery a longer-term contract. Red Sox had a video call with him recently, and I'm told the conversation went well. Red Sox have plenty of financial flexibility at this point. Must be considered the front-runner to land him. Obviously, as uh, Choppy's pointed out, his wife's doing a residency up in Boston right now. However, it's believed Montgomery would prefer to re-sign with Texas. And if he were to accept a shorter-term deal, I think the Rangers are the only team where that could happen, and he'd at least consider that type of offer. Also, it doesn't sound like Montgomery's interested in return to St. Louis, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just, I, this Kevin, this is years and years yeah. of being used by the David Cones and Randy Johnsons and Roger Clemens sure. as leverage. But again, now they've won. Uh, he was here while they, when they won a championship. He knows what's expected of him here. He's comfortable here. He knows well, how he fits in here. All those other things, there could be other expectations of him that he doesn't ha- quite understand. And so that's why when I hear he would be willing to, or from what he understands, Montgomery would prefer to stay in Texas, would prefer to come back here, and my, the only way that he would probably take that shorter-term contract is with would be Rangers. with the Rangers. And that's co- something where I've been saying consistently, I'm, I think I've, I'm like on a one-year $30 million contract, is, yeah. hey, dude, Sometimes it works out. You take a gamble on yourself, and everything works out for you. And maybe that would be it for Jordan Montgomery. I don't know exactly where the Rangers are on this, but uh, but that's where it sounds like it stands at the moment. Just from everything we've heard, I still, man, I hope it happens, but I still feel it's highly unlikely that he comes back for a variety of reasons. Should I go to my MGM Bet app and see if there's a yes. Montgomery update on there? Because remember, after yeah, Chris they, Young spoke, He was off the board for the Rangers. Yeah, here in spring training, they took him off the board and said, obviously the Rangers have made it as clear as day. They are not signing Jordan Montgomery to a contract. Uh, so I, I don't know how much this opens it up. I, I think that this is tough. How mad frustrated i don't know the exact word would you be if you're jordan montgomery with scott boris right now i get scott boris is the best his job is to get his clients the most money possible and he's the best in the business at doing it it doesn't mean i would hire scott boris as my agent but if you're looking for the most money by any means possible scott boris is the guy to hire but here you are this is game five for the Rangers in spring training today. They're on the road. The, the, the uh, Royals are about to play the Colorado Rockies here in front of us in a little over an hour. But I would look at it and just go, Scott, to Boris, let's go. Yes. What, what's the best offer? Tell me what the best offer is now because I want to get to spring training. I want to have a great year this year. What's the percentage on that you're going to get me a five-year deal at over $100 million? Because at this point... Because if it's still high, I'll wait, but yeah. it's probably not. If you're Monty, wouldn't you say, can I go back to the Rangers at like $25 million for one year? That's a great team. Maddox is a great pitching coach. I loved it there. You have a good relationship with the Texas Rangers. You worked out over decades the Alex Rodriguez deal, the Adrian Beltre deal, the Elvis Andrus deal. You can keep going down Joey the Gal- list oh. on how many that he's that he's done <laughs> sorry that was i was thinking the joey gal oh deal yeah uh, that didn't right quite work out and, he, and he wants to go to free agency mm-hmm. you got me to free agency we didn't do any type of extension and let's be honest montgomery didn't pitch well enough 
to have like major extension talks with you know teams before free agency but he did do unbelievably great last year for the rangers but if i was monty i would just be getting frustrated with my agent going i mean what are we holding out for at this point i'm with you i do have two questions here a does he really want to be in spring training Yes. Uh, okay. As a starting pitcher, you have to. This is okay. not Brett Favre or Demarcus <laughs> Lawrence or whatever. Like you have, as a starting pitcher, you really for Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. I would say this in fantasy baseball. First of all, you're getting close to the point where they will not start the season on your active roster. Okay. Like if Montgomery signs at the end of this week, he will not be in your starting five rotation to start off the year. There's not enough time. For him to do that, you would probably have to skip him at least one rotational start. And that leads me to my next question, Kevin, to, to you is, do you want him more for the regular season because you know that you're kind of you're very iffy there? Or is it is it that run and knowing what he did in the playoffs and World Series last year and you're like, if we get back there, we can. He can do that again. I, both. Yeah, and I honestly think I just keep thinking about the combination of he and Evaldi in both the regular season and the postseason. Now I realize multiple people, including John Gray, stepped up at various times throughout there, but the two most constant that you saw were those two. And I, I like the idea that I can pretend that Scherzer, Malley, Degrom, none of them are pitching for us this year. And I still feel okay. And then when they do come along, you're like, okay, now we have a good problem on our hands. This is a benefit. Yeah, and I, I do feel like that's got to be part of where Chris Young sits and feels is, you know, in those conversations. Guy, we got guys. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. have the guys. So you call us when you're ready. Uh, we have guys that, that are, are will be ready by the end of the year, and we're, we'll just go with that. And, you know, we'll, we'll deal with it until we get there. So he has a pretty good leverage, actually, in, in this conversation. Uh, but man, you know, it would be nice if uh, if you did have the front half of the season, yeah. you could rock with uh, with those two those two dudes at least, as well as the other guys that are trying to make their way. Could you imagine if spring training was like this, like you see today? I'm sorry, Dane Dunning's pitching; he's on the road. If you saw Dane Dunning throwing 65 miles an hour, you're like, what in the world? You're like, no, this is training camp, Dallas Cowboys style. Like that's what, and it's for yeah. any NFL team. Like you're just going at 50 percent most of the day. But today, who's ever pitching here, you know, for Kansas City, you're going to see him throwing 95 miles an hour going all out. And he's going to be part of probably their five-man rotation. So what's cool about being here is, and for Jordan Montgomery, it's not like, well, I'm throwing bullpens, you know, in my backyard or whatever. It's like, it's not the same. You have to face hitters. You have to be here with your trainers. You have to be here with your pitching coach because you have to go 100% from mid-February till the end of March to be prepared to throw approximately five to six innings that first appearance. And the flip side for that is you don't always see, I know the players are going all out, you don't always see the lineup that you'll necessarily see during the season, but I think I would be cool with that in training camp if they're like, no, we're going all out, but it's Trey Lance running the offense. I'd be like, okay, I definitely have a vested interest in seeing how that's going or like Jalen Tolbert's our number one receiver on this drive. Let's see what it looks like. Like if they were going all out, even if it was a different configuration of people, I think I'd be pretty stoked about that. Can I go back to something you said a minute ago, Mike, and that is the these guys have got to be sitting there asking the agent, hey, can I go ahead? The agent works for them. Like, and I do wonder, yeah. like, if that is part of the, 
you know, I sign, you sign me for a reason, you know, you sign with me for a reason or, Hey man, I'm, I'm ready to go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and work this thing. Let's go figure something out for me for this year. There would be a strong conversation with Boris. I mean, look, agents have egos just like, you know, her Jamie sure. Moyer, every human being pretty much has an ego at what level it's at is obviously different for different people. Boris has one of the biggest egos in all of professional sports when it comes to agents. And he kind of should. He's probably the greatest agent in the history of sports mm-hmm. to be. Now, fans don't see it that way. And look, they I think he's I, evil. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't hire Scott Boris. That that's not the type of person that I would want representing me. It doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. It just means that he's not for me. But uh, he would probably say, Jordan, trust me. If Jordan said, I want to sign with the Rangers, just tell me what the Rangers will give, and I might say yes. Just ask Chris Young. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to call up Chris Young, and I'm going to say, Chris, what could you give me right now for me to sign? And you can go behind your your agent's back now. He will fire you, and you'd want to fire him because you're like, I signed the deal. I'm not giving you 5% of something I just did. Like, we just heard David Robertson. He's he's been in the league for well over a decade, and he's like, I don't have an agent. I'm not paying an agent. You know, anywhere from 3 to 5% is what you negotiate. I thought that was really funny. I was actually really about to bring up David Robertson. I just thought it was funny the way he brought that conversation. Kevin, I don't know if you were w- going to ask him at, the, at some point this, but the way he made it sound with Chris Young was, look, I put my, my Tinder swipe out there, and I didn't hear I from him totally for a long time. I was totally thinking, is it like dating apps <laughs> And or then whatever. all of a sudden, he hit, and then we hit it off. And I was like, man, that sounds like Chris Young's really good at this. I'm hoping... <laughs> Do you want to get in Mike likes no, no, it? Go or, ahead. Okay, you can talk a little more of this. I'm, well, actually, I was going to change subjects to something. I think we're going to get a player at noon, by the way. Oh, Just okay. Talk, texting back and forth. Okay. With the Rangers. All right. Can I bring up the ridiculousness at one. of oh, sorry, the one, one Texas? <laughs> thank you of the Florida Man games. They were completed this weekend. It was a rousing success. They sold more than five thousand tickets to this, and I think they were like thirty-five dollars a pop. Here are some of the competitions. Can I? T- can I have? I have two thoughts. Two co- two competition potentials. A, getting an alligator into a recycling or trash bin. Okay. And B, pushing a uh, grocery cart from one uh, one location to another while an alligator tries to chase you or is in the grocery cart. Okay. There are two things that are similar to that. Instead of the competition. They had a break in the competitions for the alligator show. Okay. There so we go. it wasn't necessarily the was there. a competition. And then I think the second one might, but instead of alligator, replace it with a cop, is oh, the no. evading an arrest obstacle course nah, was on. one of the things. You're kidding. No, but I kicked, they kicked it off with the eat the butt competition. Now, that, of course, is for pork butt. Is so okay. I don't know right. why everybody got quiet and yeah. nervous. I love pork butt; it's really good. So I'm, do I. I'm just wondering what's the cut of the cow that's the butt. Probably There's, the butt, We're not eating right? chicken butt like your Angus, right? A cow has a butt. Yeah, I'm just saying it could be. I think that's just the meat, like Angus beef. If you, it's were, the round. The round. The okay. round is the butt area. That if you makes rem- sense. Other competitions include the weaponized pool noodle mud duel. My personal favorite, a catalytic converter, two bikes, and a handful of copper pipes. And this is where you do have to essentially try to strip and rob an area and escape while on your bike. There is the 
Chicken S Bingo. There is Florida Sumo. Go out of your way if you get a chance to watch Florida Sumo. In this, they have inner tubes around them in an octagon while holding a pitcher of beer, and they go at it. Okay, I can get down with that. That's fun. Absolutely. That's, they don't get to drink the beer. They have to just whoever has the most beer left I, at the no, end of I, it. I, no, I do think you drink the beer. It's just you have to navigate both things. Oh, I can do that. And suppress your impulse to smash it over yeah. the other person's head. You know how fast I can chug a beer. You've that seen, is you've true. You've seen that before, so I think I'm clearing that pitcher, and then I'm just taking everybody down. The marquee competition yeah. was, well, yeah, the marquee competition was the mullet competition. But the point is, the Florida <laughs> man, I did not make that I was up. I thinking either. about getting a mullet. I no, please don't. I, I yeah, you just having some gorgeous locks back there I in mean, the back. I mean, you can. It's, it's your hair. You have hair. Obviously, I can only do the whole Colgan. Like that's the skullet is what they can do. Should we do should we do show show mullets show uh, show mullets? I'm not. I mean, obviously, the payoff for the bet on the other side would have to be incredible for me to do a skullet. (laughs) Um, But yes, so the Florida man games, they were a hit. And now it looks like this is going to become an annual tradition. So congratulations, State of Florida. Or maybe shame on you, State of Florida. The one thing that they did get vetoed since this was kind of like a citywide event is they they asked a lot about the participation of drugs and nudity. And the sheriff's department said, please no to that. So (laughs) Please no? (laughs) Yeah, please no. So for that... It looks like that's not going to be a part of it. From the 817, a pork butt is actually a cut from the shoulder. I like pig butts, and I cannot lie. Okay. Well, let me get to Mike Likes It real quick, because we do have Josh Young is going to join us hey! at the top of the hour at 1 p.m. Rope Central time. Um, my Mike Likes It is this for the Tolos at home. What a great night of sports for our Metroplex. Yes. The Cleveland Cavaliers are hosting the Dallas Mavericks. By the way, Cleveland's favored by four and a half. It's funny because I can bet on this, and Kevin's like, are you going to bet on it? Like, do you think that's enough points? I'm like, it doesn't matter. The Mavs either win by 10 or more or they lose by 10 or more. They don't (laughs) play close games. You just have to pick who's going to win the game. (laughs) I don't feel great about this game. Uh, Cleveland's a very good team. I I think the Mavericks could win this game. I'm, I'm optimistic about the Mavs here, you know, down the stretch. This is a big game to watch. For me, I'm trying to get a feel on can this team compete against the best teams? Because most likely, you're not going to have any home court advantage at all in the playoffs. Yeah. You're going to have to figure out how to win a game or two on the road in each series because I don't think you're just going to defend home court and win every game at home. So you're going to have to figure out how to somewhat Texas Ranger this. I'm not saying win all games on the road, but figure out how are you going to compete on the road in the playoffs and win. And so playing Cleveland – Tonight, tomorrow's Toronto. That's an easier matchup. They're not going to make the playoffs. And then Friday at Boston. If they can win. Best team in the league. If they can either win tonight or at Boston, it gives me a better feeling about going to Denver, going to Minnesota, going to Oklahoma City, going to the Clippers, and possibly upsetting those teams in the playoffs. And then what a perfect setup. That's at 6 p.m. tonight. And then at 8.30 tonight, the Stars are playing at Colorado. So you, you don't have any conflict there. Now, you might have three minutes. minutes. Like yeah, the, fi- the final yeah. five minutes maybe of the Mavs bleeds into the start of the Dallas Stars game. But literally, if that you That game are, will be pretty much decided by then. Yeah, probably. And most likely. But if you are a fan, the last thing I'll say, if you're a fan of both teams, 
you get a great night of of two teams. Your underdogs in both games, barely against uh, the Avalanche. And I think and that half. Cavs number is a little high. I'll just okay. put it out there. I could end up being wrong. I think that Cavs number is a little All higher right. than it should be. Tease it. All right. By the way, mm. this is a great question from the four six nine. What are we doing here, guys? Why did y'all fly to Florida to cover the Florida Man Games? Unfortunately, that conflicted with our flight out here to Surprise, so we could not make it happen. Coming up next, there's men out here. We'll cover that. Yeah, that is that is true.